0: Welcome to Combos from the Couch by Lifestance Health, where leading mental health professionals help guide you on your journey to a healthier, more fulfilling life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Combos from the Couch by Lifestance Health. I'm Nikki Lianza, and on this episode, I'll be talking with Caitlin Baker-Lodica, A clinician from our North Olmsted, Ohio office. And we'll be talking about navigating the effects of childhood trauma around the holidays. So, welcome, Kate. Great to have you on. Thank you for having me. This is a great topic to talk about as we have the holidays coming down the line here. Because for some people, perhaps their families maybe weren't the best at times. And maybe there's times that they've had to navigate trauma within the family or abuse or just resentments or dysfunction. And we could probably add lots to that list there. And so I think this will be a great conversation to help people, you know, visiting with family over the holidays or going home or whatever and how to navigate the mm. some sometimes just difficult interactions. So you're going to be our expert in helping helping us navigate the table, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. I'll I'll do my best. So let's start by having
1: you tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am a therapist here at Life Dance. I specialize in working with couples and families, um, particularly uh folks who are experiencing um just you know high conflict situations, whether that's from um, you know, traumatic experiences with um abuse or domestic violence, but also um Difficult divorce dynamics, blended family issues, and um, I'm also a trauma-informed therapist. I work with a lot of folks who are coming in wanting to work through past trauma. So
0: it sounds like you probably are often giving guidance to your own clients and how to navigate this time of year with some of their families. Right, yes I'm absolutely sure so as we start with our questions for you about this topic we're looking at childhood trauma from the point of view of people experiencing it and when we look at trauma we often call childhood trauma also developmental trauma
1: mm-hmm. and so can you tell us a little bit about what is developmental trauma for developmental trauma I use uh, Basil Vanderkolk's description which is it's any child who's had experiences where they don't feel safe and secure with their primary relationship. And it causes them to um, experience, you know, the fight, flight, or, or freeze response in order to cope. Uh, really, though, I take a more um, through an attachment lens, but also just in a way that I can describe it to clients so it makes sense. Um, if they've ever had an experience of loss Betrayal, abandonment, and powerlessness mm-hmm. in early development—that uh, would—that would qualify as experiencing some some trauma.
0: And I like how you bring up the idea of the attachment because with those losses of betrayal, it affects the attachment one has with others as well. I like that you emphasize that and educate your clients on that as well. I also want to make note that you mentioned Bessel van der Kolk. Uh, He is the author of The Body Keeps the Score, which is a, a classic book for those who who have struggled with with trauma and as well as even us clinicians I know that's a book that I have on my shelf at home as well so definitely a great resource if you're someone who's uh, had to navigate trauma for sure so so thank you for mentioning that it's a great way to yeah. actually define what developmental trauma is as well so, how does this developmental trauma affect our relationships with our families, specifically during the holidays?
1: You know the question I hear is, okay, well, you know how do i how do I navigate these relationships? You know what if it's you know trauma around a mom or you know dad, stepdad? what do I do? You know, Thanksgivings next week right you know, do I say right. or do I say anything So um, right. it's definitely something that comes up, and I just You know, I try to tell people, just to back up, I think the first thing we need to acknowledge is we're already starting to have a sense of discernment when we're naming the trauma. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. when
1: we're really taking that step for ourselves and really putting things together, we're using that discernment and saying something around you know, we have been harmed. So I think with that, though, there's already this piece of honesty that's there. And with that, so with the combination of like, you know, I'm aware of something's going on, and I'm I'm being honest about it, we can then take a step back and realize that there's usually two different type of people who have caused harm to our lives. And and that is something that I I do talk with 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 folks. Because I think sometimes we we jump to these conclusions of like, oh, um, my my mom meant to uh, leave me alone or, um, you know, I, I I can't go home for Thanksgiving. I'm immediately going to cut this person off. And really, so I think with going back to honesty and having a little bit of kindness for ourselves, we we need to look at that really, for the most part, I feel like a lot of people in our lives who've caused harm um, didn't intentionally do that. With unintentional harm, I think that those people are more willing to have conversations with us. You know, oftentimes, you know, even with family counseling, I, I see folks say, I had no idea. I had no idea that this impacted you the way it did. Thank you for telling me. or um, i want to I want to understand better or I want to do better. You know, and I think yeah. when we're when we're working towards healing healing for ourselves, you know, absolutely, those are the types of conversations that I think a lot of people wish they had or were waiting to have. i'm I you know, you're emphasizing something about,
0: healing and repair to relationship, especially if the person who maybe did do the harm, maybe did it inadvertently. So this is what it makes me think of a client of yours or mine going home for the holidays, visiting with family. And maybe there's been ongoing issues where mom has very been very verbally abusive to them throughout their lives. Mm-hmm. and And so maybe mom didn't realize how harsh those words were to you, because maybe that's how mom was parented and mom was mm-hmm. parented with that like harsh verbal abuse and so maybe there is that that place of where clients speaking up to say look those words hurt and and mom maybe didn't realize like oh my gosh i, I maybe i am sorry i didn't realize i thought maybe i was being hard on you to make you a tougher more independent person or something right. i think that's what you're describing that maybe there's an in, an intent, unintentional harm that was being done does that make sense right or even you know i think that
1: Again, I, I I look towards repair, right? So yeah, we yeah. all make mistakes. True. And true. even with, you know, um, so the individual I'm working with, you know, part of the work is recognizing that you yourself are human and made mistakes. And, I see. Um, okay. You know, and and it, I, and that's not to make an excuse, but it's just to have a, a it's it's really it's acceptance. And then you know, with folks who are you know with our family members, or even with time. And again, I I, I tell folks all the time, you can't expect anybody to run a marathon immediately, right? Like we have right. to train ourselves, and we also have to train other people too, with how we want to be treated and 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 um, how we want to um, repair some of these things. So ultimately, though, if you have people in your life who are willing to do that with you. Um, that's wonderful. And that is, I think, uh, one way of seeing, um, certainly rewards of, of your own work, but then mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. um, healing really, you're healing a lot of family, family stories. Yeah. But then again, going back to discernment and with intentionality, and I, again, we have to be clear on that. There are other people who can't do that. There are people who lack the willingness, maybe aren't at a place to um, have those conversations. And there are people who can't take self-responsibility. So, uh, you know, and it it takes you to engage in any relationship.
0: True. Very true.
1: And, you know, it's unfortunate, but those people are people who I think need a little bit more well, and and let me add something else to that. Yeah, please. We also are looking for a persistent pattern too. When we're when we're looking at our own story, and we're looking at harm, and especially looking at family of origin stuff, mm-hmm. and we've seen that these things have been repeated over and over and over. The same information, yeah. the facts are there. Yeah, and you know, there's a persistent yeah. pattern of harm done there's a persistent pattern of um you know limited no repair attempts nothing okay okay um you know and i i you know i, I often tell people when you feel um stuck when you when you feel crazy and you feel like you're second guessing yourself after having a conversation with this type of person you're not you're you're not getting a repair you're not you're not getting what you need right, um, right. right, And that's I think where you know some more you know, and if they pretending to call it um rigid boundaries come in, but it really it's it's a more public declaration of um stepping away from something that um, is really it's not it's not going to repair in the ways that we we would like them to,
0: so is that inferring a bit because we are going to talk more about boundaries here of that maybe for some relationships. The boundary that's set that is maybe distancing yourself from that relationship. Is that a little bit of what you're referring to right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here, let's let's tackle boundaries here. So, how does this type of trauma affect how we set boundaries with our families, specifically over the holidays? Well, so I
1: think you know, with the first example, if there's if there's a willingness to repair and genuine desire to improve the relationship, you know, I think boundaries are easier to navigate, you know, so even around the holidays, you know, I think that really the holidays can be a really good opportunity for some healing. Again, we're not asking for marathons, but just even, even the idea around um, making an observation on, you know, I'm, feeling differently this year what do you think or putting putting little you know things out there to see if there's um opportunity like gauging it gauging to see gauging if a, is that a good word for it it sounds like yeah i mean you know I, I'm, I'm just thinking of like one example would be um you know like this thanksgiving feels differently and you know i i've been doing my own self-reflection and, mm-hmm. and i'm feeling mm-hmm. better, and. Mm-hmm you know, if, if those around us are receptive to that, mm-hmm. you know, that's a step forward, you know, that's somebody who is, is curious and if, and it, and, and it feels good, it, you know, when we don't, we don't, when we don't feel threatened, you know, right, and we know right. genuine. Right, um, right. And, you know, we're looking at our own, we're looking at our own heart and needs first. And I think that that's another part of boundaries as well. Yeah for sure so it's gauging it or setting out
0: feelers is there is there a chance here to do some repair to this relationship right Right. um and hopefully yes but other maybe other times maybe the other person isn't ready i think a lot of what you're saying is the 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 person's work within themselves of like them accepting him in where they're at with things and as they're putting out feelers or gauging I guess being aware that the other person, it, it might be something that they're ready for too, but then maybe not. I, you refer to, a you know, in two types of people here, one may be open to the repair, but then the other person who's not. And I think this is where I had alluded to the boundary of setting the boundary of like, okay, maybe this can't be repaired right now because wherever the other person's at, you know, I'm at a good, maybe right. a better place with this, but maybe they're not. And I need to be self-protective to, to pull back. Right. It's, how would one navigate that if they are setting a boundary of like, maybe I need to distance myself or like, especially uh, like around the holiday table where maybe you have been maybe pulling back from a particular family member because they haven't been helpful in repairing the relationship. Is there specific things we can say or do around that table and and
1: engaging or not engaging with them? Yeah. I mean, again, I, I think to put your point around protection. Yeah. Um, first, it's important to protect your own heart. True. And I think there can be kindness. Mm, so, okay. you know, there, it, there, it, 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 kindness for yourself. But boundaries are supposed to be in that spirit of protection and protection with 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 love. It's not. It's yeah. not a limit. It's not a rule. Got you. Got you. But. With the second example, you know, I do think, yeah, there needs to be more of a public decoration. And by that, and when I and when I talk about that with 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 clients um in my office, I say things like, you know, it is something around letting people know, you know, I'm not having particular conversations with this person. I'm not going to this event, okay, right. Right, you know, it doesn't Got have you. to. You don't have to explain yourself. Right, but very true. Letting them know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not going to participate. I think That's... sometimes we we shy away from this idea around shame. I know that shame is really um, so deep rooted for folks, and talking about trauma. Yeah. However, sometimes the way in is the way out, and really putting it out there with somebody mm. who is not listening. You know, loud and clear. There is no shame in that. I am not going to this event. Right. Because, right. you know, it's not a good time or it right. right. isn't good for me.
0: And and that's the boundary and and that, that boundary. Sometimes people feel that when they do set a boundary like that, that it feels very selfish to do, but it's self-protection. And and sometimes that is the best decision that I'm going to choose not to go to this event because I need to make sure I'm, I'm mending myself and taking care of myself. Any other specific takeaways you might have in navigating this?
1: So I, you know, so I want to, I, with the caveat of, you know, sometimes like, you know, Oh, it feels weird, like you said, like oh, I I feel selfish for doing this, mm-hmm. or um, you right. know, I I I hear, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't right, right. It yeah. Um, you know, the the good news is, I don't think anything's final. You know, so there's no person we can judge with finality. Um, exactly. the story can change at any time. You know, and and that's that's really, I think. A cool thing, yeah. Um, there is there is always opportunity for repair because we're human beings. We want that.
0: Mm-hmm. Very true.
1: So, um, you know, we can't overgeneralize or you know assume, jump to conclusions. You know, all oh, this person's ever going to change. We don't know that.
0: Very true. Um,
1: we just we need to be. I think again, going back to that kindness, we just need to be mindful of our own heart first, and and that's okay to do.
0: Yeah, giving yourself permission. To allow yourself to be mindful of your own heart and I, I love that message is there's always opportunity for repair I think that's a great message for sure so thank you Kate thank you for sharing yeah. your knowledge on this this topic with us and I know our listeners are going to step away like really probably thinking a little bit deeper of their own interactions during this holiday season with their families for sure so thank you again
1: thank you for having me
0: And I'd like to thank the team behind the Covers from the Couch podcast, Jason Clayton, Chris Kelman, and Juliana Whedon. Take care, everyone.